0: Conservative, you bet. Controversial, right again. It's time to squabble on the Jim Benson Show.
1: Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jim Benson Show. Conservative talk radio covering the issues that concern you here on the BBS radio network. Unless you've been living in a cave with no communication with the outside world... You know that last week, President Trump was indicted again for the third time. This time, it's another federal indictment associated with the protests at the Capitol on January 6th, 2021. And essentially, Trump is being charged with disputing the outcome of the 2020 election. I agree with conservative commentator Mark Levin that this latest indictment, not to mention the other two, is, quote, crap, unquote. We can go on and on discussing the bogus charges being levied against Trump by the establishment's corrupt legal apparatus. But if you want to know more about them, there's plenty of info on the internet and probably elsewhere, although I understand the the mainstream neo-Marxist, corporate, communist, globalist media is largely ignoring these hearings in Congress. The main takeaway about this third indictment if you have half a brain and aren't impressed with the consistent constant lies and propaganda of the mainstream as i said pro chinese communist party media is that as with the other two indictments against the president it was obviously time to distract from very damning testimony and evidence involving the current occupant of the white house from the hearings in congress and last week it was by devon archer i mean there was testimony from devon archer the former business partner of Joe Biden's son, Hunter. And in other words, since the leadership of our very corrupt Department of Justice and intelligence community are all but totally behind Joe Biden, they're orchestrating these bogus indictments of Trump to distract from the telling evidence that our current president is an incessant liar, appallingly corrupt criminal who. With some of his family members have been selling out this country to foreign governments, companies and individuals for many years. At least there's an awful lot of evidence that would show that seems to indicate that. I don't see how you can get around it, really. But his Democrat uh, and uh, uh, traitors, Republican allies seem to be doing their best to make the case that it doesn't doesn't implicate old Joe. And once again, it worked this timing, much of the, even the huge and growing alternative media has been preoccupied with Trump's latest indictment. Of course, because the charges are very serious, the president is facing serious legal problems, much less coverage of the Biden crime family, bribery, and corruption evidence being presented to committees investigating at our Republican-led House of Representatives. Then again, as I said, these charges Trump is facing could indeed have Very serious legal consequences given the corruption in DC and elsewhere. Trump is asking the U.S. Supreme Court to intervene and, if I understand it correctly, uh, to dismiss at least this latest federal indictment, which she and many other observers consider, quote, election interference, unquote, since Trump remains the leading Republican contender for the 2024 presidential nomination. I seriously doubt our illustrious three Trump nominated justices are not going to are not going to, again, turn their backs on their oath of office, Constitution, and the American people that agree to at least formally review and consider, which would require some type of ruling, the evidence for Trump's request. And as always, I'd love to be wrong about this. The most frightening and shocking thing about the whole 2020 and after elections with all the evidence of fraud was that the overwhelming majority of our nation's judiciary right up to our Supreme Court with the notable exception of Justices Thomas and Alito, refused to even consider the massive evidence of fraud in the 2020 election. Along with this, the sickening realization that many phony so-called Republicans were in on the scheme to remove Trump from office and actually helped the corrupt establishment sabotage efforts at revealing to the American people the serious evidence of widespread, sophisticated, and well-organized election fraud. With this said, let's start with today's sound bites. First, here's some positive spin on the revelations of the testimony early this week by Joe Biden's son, Hunter's, as I said, former business partner, Devin Archer, before an investigating House committee. It's from a recent podcast on YouTube by Dr. Steve Turley, and it's titled, quote, Biden Just Got Caught Red Handed, unquote. This includes a flimsy defense by Newly elected Democrat Congressman Dan Goldman, an audio of that. He was, if because you don't know, he was the uh, one of the counsels for uh, our uh, illustrious Congressman uh, Schiff, Adam Schiff, who I believe is going to be the next senator from California, uh, <clears throat> and uh, Goldman is defending Biden's claims he'd ever been involved with his bagman son Hunter's so-called business dealings. Please play soundbite one.
2: Never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. I did anything wrong, and uh, I didn't realize he was on the board until after, after he'd been on the board, and at the same time, he has come forward and said it was a mistake on his part to be on the board. I don't know what he was doing. I know he was on the board. I found out he was on the board after he was on the board, and that was it. The fact is, I was unaware of his investments until those occurred, and I've never discussed what my son's business with him because I didn't want any conflict. I don't discuss business with my son. I didn't know that was the case. I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business. I've never discussed my business or their business, my son's or daughter's, and I've never discussed them.
0: Does it contradict the president's statement saying that he never talked to any of Hunter Biden Business Associates? Clearly, he talked, whether it's about the
3: weather or whatever. But he said specifically that he's never talked to them. Doesn't this contradict? Them? I, d- I don't know what his comment is. And if we're going to. Well, I don't I don't think that's what he said. He never said that he has never spoken to anyone he said that he had nothing to do with hunter biden's business dealings if he says hello to someone that he sees his son with is he supposed to say hi son oh no i'm not going to say hello to the other people at the table or the other people on the phone it's kind of a preposterous premise to think that a father should not say hello to people that the son are at dinner with. The son is at dinner with. And that is literally all the evidence is was this Isn't like a party trip that Hunter Biden used to impress the people he was with. Gang, it just doesn't get sweeter than this. Biden just got caught red handed. And as you saw there, I mean, Democrats like this guy, Dan Goldman, literally have no idea how to even remotely spin this in a plausible way. I mean, they're trying. Bless their little demonic hearts. They're desperately trying to gas like this, but it's not working. And all the polls are showing it. Butter the popcorn, gang. This is going to get good. A noticeably smiling Devin Archer, the former business partner to Hunter Biden, appeared before Congress yesterday and dropped bombshell after bombshell in his sworn testimony. First and foremost, Archer confirmed that when Joe Biden was vice president, he got on the phone. With Hunter's business partners more than 20 different times, completely contradicting Biden's absolute denial that he ever, ever, ever discussed anything business related with his son. Now we have sworn testimony that Biden was on conference calls with Hunter's business partners, not once, not twice. But over 20 times. The far left activists disguised as journalists over at CNN were so desperate to spin this bombshell. They were so panicked about the very real possibility of a Trump reascendence to the presidency that they actually said, I kid you not, they. They have a source that told them that Archer told Congress that his job was to sell the illusion of access to Joe Biden. He wasn't actually selling actual access. It was just an illusion watch so goldman sort of explaining that archer qualified uh, the the topics of discussion on these phone calls as niceties that biden sometimes didn't even know who was um in, on the other line with his son oh. hunter and you know sources in the room telling cnn now that archer did not point the finger directly at any sort of a connection between joe biden and his son's foreign business dealings and rather you know um, said that he was that hunter biden was selling the illusion of said access or Really a stunning development, Zach, when you consider that Republicans were selling this as as a breakthrough that would link Hunter's business dealings with his father. Instead, business was apparently never discussed, according to Devin Archer. Zach Cohen, thanks so much for the reporting. Brianna? (laughs) So, So, when Joe got on the phone, when these business partners were talking to him, according to CNN, speaking with Biden on the phone is not actually accessing him. That's just an illusion. I mean, you, you know no one at CNN buys that, right? That's going too far even for CNN, but they got to do it. The only audience they have left are boomer Democrats, and that's the bullshit they want to hear. So CNN is giving it to them. Uh, What you're seeing here, my friends, is just an illusion, right? Nothing to see here. Remember Obi-Wan? Nothing. You want to go home. Rethink your life, right? Sorry, CNN. It ain't working. I'm sorry. The actual term Archer used was that he was selling the brand. He got Joe on the phone multiple times to sell the brand, which, of course, is access to the vice president.
1: There's more and more that keeps coming out about the Biden corruption, such as a $142,000 Porsche being gifted to luxury car, uh, being gifted to Hunter Biden after his father met with one of Hunter's foreign business associates, <laughs> and on and on it goes. But again, there's plenty more on these latest rel- revelations all over the internet if you want uh, to delve further into them. Take a look, for example, at what's being, being reported in numerous articles uh, on this uh, by Britain's Daily Mail. As I've noted previously, Dr. Steve Turley insists on always taking a positive outlook on current events. And while I continue to have great respect for Dr. Turley's powerful observations and revelations of current events, I also find that he often paints too too rosy a picture of these events. I lack as much faith in positive outcomes as Turley, I have to admit. I'm not seeing Joe Biden or his deep state establishment supporters shaking in their shoes about all the corruption revelations and evidence against the Bidens. It's clear to me that this cabal of pro-CCP-aligned bad actors in our government have no intention of giving up their power and have every confidence, since they've gotten away scot-free thus far, of continuing to throw our elections and have Joe Biden or some other corrupt conspirator installed in the White House and leading the country on the path to its destruction although they apparently don't think that. As I said, uh, the Biden regime has once again successfully distracted the public's attention from the mounting evidence of its disgusting corruption. There's no doubt President Trump is facing, though, serious legal challenges from the deep state. However ridiculous and bogus these many charges being leveled against Trump are, I fully expect our illustrious judiciary to, as commanded, stand down and allow the cretins on juries and on the bench in Washington, D.C., and elsewhere, convict the president and send him to prison. Former Trump lawyer Rudy Giuliani, a former mayor of New York City and renowned former federal prosecutor, has been named as and as yet an indicted co-conspirator of Trump in this latest federal indictment. Here's some audio from, I think it's August 1st, America's Mayor Live podcast by Giuliani, posted on his Rudy Giuliani CS, that's stands for commonsense.com website. Play soundbite two, please.
4: This is very hard hard to explain to to you. you. This is very difficult difficult for me. me. And it's not difficult 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 for me because 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 I'm personally involved. I've been involved in things personally that are a lot more difficult, a lot more challenging than this, in terms of um, uh, myself and the outcome for myself don't know that I've been involved in too many things where my country is in such trouble. I don't know if my country's ever been in this trouble before today was another very, very bad day for those of us who used to, used to believe and still cling to some extent to the idea that we're a country of laws and not a country of authoritarian bullies. Um, where the regime in power uh, takes the benefit of law for themselves and deprives the other party of it, I, I can summarize this indictment in in very very simply. and It's not an indictment. I've I've written, I don't know, lots of indictments, lots of really important ones involving uh, some of the most serious crimes. Certainly back in the twentieth century, this is not a crime. What what uh, what this. This is a recitation of somebody's exercise of their First Amendment rights. Uh, From what I I know of the facts, and I don't know all the facts in here, I can tell you it is factually inaccurate to a very large extent. I can also tell you uh, that uh, of all the things that I know about this, there isn't a single fact that I possess that Donald J. Trump or anyone else involved in this, committed anything close to a crime, uh, because I lived through this, the the people I was engaged in this with were honorable, really decent people who had a different point of view, which now in America gets you indicted. If it isn't the Biden, Democrat, Hillary point of view, if you have their point of view, you can take $1.1 million You can buy a phony report making up um, 50 to 60 lies about a man. Uh, You can spend $1.1 million on that. You can circulate it to try to stop him from being president. And after he becomes president, you could enlist about 50 to 100 people, including the former president of the United States, Obama and vice president, in an effort to take uh, all those false charges and have him removed from the presidency based on what you know is entirely false. That you paid for, and nothing happens to you. Uh, meanwhile, if uh, you believe that uh, vast and very large uh, cons- uh, fraud took place in an election, and you have uh, an overwhelming amount of evidence to that effect, um, at an early stage, that evidence changes uh, quite frequently because it, it comes in in a frenetic emergency kind of way. The law even recognizes that because in election litigation, because you have so little time and so much to prove uh, you can use experts, you can use estimates. Um, a lot of the things uh, discussed in here involve experts and estimates. Um, it would have been impossible to have actual numbers. They don't give you the voter list. So you have to extrapolate. I can tell you two facts about this election that to me make it stink. One is that Republicans in uh, critical Democrat uh, strongholds uh, were not allowed to observe the counting of the absentee ballots in Pennsylvania, not at all in Philadelphia. And over 600,000 ballots were counted that way, maybe Um, 700,000. Republicans were physically pushed out. Court orders were were were, were uh, disobeyed, uh, all in an effort to make sure that Republicans never saw a single piece of paper. That was also true, maybe not quite as disciplined as that, but by and large true in Pittsburgh and Detroit and Atlanta, a few others, so that uh, there's no way of knowing whether the absentee ballots were valid or not. We're not even sure there were signatures on them. We certainly don't know if the signatures matched anything because no Republican ever got to see that. Not only that, in in Georgia in particular, the governor and the secretary of state, both in name Republicans, uh, refused to allow us to do a forensic examination of the ballots. If they were so sure that the ballots were pristine, why wouldn't they just say, oh, come on, Rudy, take, take a look at them. We'll have somebody watch you do it so you can't destroy anything. We'll even photograph it, but we'll have your expert, Mr. Pulitzer, look at these and see if these are real ballots or created ballots. They kept recounting the same ballots. Uh, So if there were phony ballots put in, we just recounted them all the time. We got different numbers because they don't count very well in Georgia, not because there were different ballots. And the one time we got close, The police blocked us out from being able to see any ballots. long and short of it is we never got to see a piece of paper in the five or six key crooked Democrat cities. Uh, They all set up pens the day before in conjunction with each other to keep Republicans out. Um, The whole situation involved in, in Georgia is complete farce because some, somehow they suggest that someone doctored the, the video that was played, I, I certainly didn't. I never even saw the video before it was played. I had nothing to do with the acquisition of it and showed up in the legislature that morning and was surprised to find that we had a video. Watched it with everyone else. Didn't edit it. I wouldn't have known how to do it anyway. And I didn't. I didn't have the opportunity to do it. Didn't have possession of it. But doesn't stop them from suggesting that one of us did that. And the whole point of it was not... Phony ballots are not phony ballots. The law of uh, Georgia says that votes have to be counted in public so that um, what I talked about can happen so that the opposition can get a chance to challenge the ballots. It's the only way to assure that an absentee ballot is real because the person doesn't come in and vote. You got to do it based on checking the signature. During the period of time reflected in one portion of that video, everybody was ushered out, there was nobody there. And a whole bunch of ballots were counted. Uh, those ballots are invalid. They've ca- they've counted against the law. You have a right to complain about that. I know this sounds strange, and nobody did that here. But you have a right to lie under the First Amendment. You don't go to jail for lying. My goodness, if you went to jail for lying. We wouldn't have a Congress, right, boys? Uh, my goodness, I mean, Shifty Schiff would owe so much time. He'd be uh, he'd be 140 before he got out.
5: And this guy, 100.
4: Goldman, this guy, oh. Goldman, who wants to take his place, lied so much yesterday. He it looks like Pinocchio.
6: He was lying so much that he, he was sweating. He, he was lying so much that he almost told the truth, if that makes
4: sense. No, but I won't even attempt that. So here here's here's the indictment. These are the charges. Now, you know, that this is not an indictment when it doesn't charge anything. It can charge. It charges a conspiracy, a conspiracy, an obstruction to have a conspiracy and a conspiracy to have an obstruction. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. First charge, conspiracy to defraud the United States. That's about as general a nothing burger as you can do. Conspiracy to defraud the United States, because you have a different view on the election, otherwise known as a gross violation of the First Amendment by the Biden administration. How about conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding and it doesn't really say how it was obstructed except by language which is protected by uh, free speech and what used to what used to be protected by free speech in a democratic america a republic one with the bill of rights which we do have but only for democrats in fact we not only have a bill of rights we have immunity for democrats it is odd that this comes the day after The day after a witness confirms the biggest fraud in the history of American politics amounting now to multi-millions of dollars going to the family in the White House from some of our worst enemies, which gets it almost into the area of treason, right? And talks about uh, how the current occupant of the White House lied about that so many times that that alone could form the basis for his conviction as false exculpatory statements a judge can charge a jury that a false exculpatory statement is as powerful as a confession and can form the basis for a conviction and boy he's got false exculpatory statements coming out of his right and left ears but you know i don't know if what's between his right and his left ears but there are a lot of false exculpatory statements there
1: Here's audio from Steve Bannon's war room program on real America's voice network with Bannon expressing optimism himself about the latest Trump indictment. Please play soundbite three. Wednesday, two August
5: year of the Lord, 2023. We're getting it all that we are highly optimistic here at the war room because according to Bob Woodward, facts matter and baby, we get to adjudicate the 2020 election in a federal court uh, with what do you call it, facts, uh, witnesses, participants, all of it. The two-pronged approach here, the two-pronged strategy is we're going to go on offense. Trump's defense is going to be pure offense to put forth before the American people and the world in a federal court the evidence of the stealing of the 2020 election. In addition, coming from another, in a pincer move, there's going to be a massive movement to really knock off the games to get down to the impeachment of Joe Biden for selling out his country when he was in charge of the pivot to Asia under President Obama to sell his country out to the Chinese Communist Party for money. We're going to get to that momentarily. I want to bring in Boris Epstein. I know Boris is busy. In fact... We cut our cold open short to accommodate Boris because he's got a lot going on. Uh, Boris, uh, your, your thoughts and observations, having looked at the um, – I don't know what you call They call it a talking thing. It looks like it's kind of like a, a, a cheap uh, novel. But tell me your, your initial thoughts because I, I, I love this. I'm highly optimistic. We finally – we've wanted a chance and a platform to adjudicate the 2020. And, and, and their bloodlust to take down Trump, they gave it to us, sir.
7: Steve, honored to be with you, honored to be with the posse this morning Here's the bottom line President Trump has never wavered on the fact that the 2020 election was absolutely rigged and stolen He's always fought to uphold the American system of justice, our body of law, and of course our Constitution And there's nothing in this quote-unquote speaking indictment that suggests the opposite All they have is you know a bunch of hearsay and this and conjecture And really all they did was they took the unselect committee's report, condensed it by a little bit and threw it in a, in, in a form of a legal document in front, of a, in front of a D.C. judge and they hope jury. So what the bottom line is, Steve, is that the Biden regime is so desperate, is so desperate to criminalize the America's First Amendment rights and President Trump's not just First Amendment rights but duty as the commander-in-chief, as the president, to right. ensure <laughs> free and fair elections, they are now criminalizing that behavior. And why are they so desperate? Because they know that Joe Biden did not get eighty-one million votes. They know that Joe Biden did not win the twenty twenty election, and they will stop at nothing, as they will now sh- are now showing us, in order to prevent and to scare Americans from saying those facts.
1: Uh, Boris Epstein, of course, is a uh, was former special assistant to President Trump. He has his own social media. Uh, platforms. And he also appears frequently on Bannon's War Room uh, as a part of what they call the War Room Posse. Well, I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Bannon, but I'm not optimistic that Trump supporters are going to get to adjudicate the evidence of massive and well-organized fraud in the 2020 election with this latest indictment. Bannon, who's been sentenced to jail himself uh, for Activities which were recommended by attorneys and the, the, the formerly corrupt J6 Democratic Congress, J6 committee, January six committee. Uh, and like Bannon and many other Trump people believe we were going to retake the country with the 2022 election. But the Republican wave that there was and there was one, I say was blunted and largely destroyed by yet more of the same election and vote fraud. And Bannon wasn't smiling the day after Election Day 2022. I'd like to believe he's right this time, but we'll have to wait and see. As we've reported on this program previously, retired U.S. Air Force Lieutenant General Thomas McKennedy has stated that in the 2022 midterms, the U.S. elections in 2022, the deep state, aided and abetted by its communist Chinese cyber-criminal co-conspirators, focused on candidates for the U.S. Senate and successfully ensured Democrat dominance of that body. I'm sure there were many other elections cyber-attacks by these people nationwide in 2022, but McKinney, who I believe must have contacts within the intelligence, intelligence communities of the U.S., um, he often says he can't talk about certain things, but... Uh, anyway, McKinney related, McKinney related that the U.S. Senate was the primary focus with congressional elections this time in 2022. He claimed that some 320,000 votes were electronically flipped from Trump-backed Dr. Mehmet Oz to Democrat and radical leftist John Fetterman in the Pennsylvania U.S. Senate race, and thus handing Fetterman the Senate seat. It's likely that should enough Republicans ever get up the nerve to vote for impeachment, of Joe Biden, his lackeys in the Senate will likely vote it down. I don't know if this happened to you, but right after the third Trump indictment, I kept having trouble getting the websites I went to for more information on it and to get them to work correctly. One of those I had this trouble with was former Harvard law professor and one of our nation's premier legal authorities on the Constitution. Alan Dershowitz, as I tried to listen to Dershowitz on his The Dershow on Rumble.com and hear him give his analysis of the latest Trump indictment, the podcast kept freezing and stopping over and over. I finally gave up and left while recording only these short first few minutes of The Dershowitz show. I somehow don't think this is just a strange coincidence, but be that as it may, please play Soundbite 4. Okay, so I've now read the indictment very,
8: very carefully and very thoroughly. It is one of the strangest documents I've ever read. And to to show you, to demonstrate how open-ended and broad this indictment is. I'm only doing this to illustrate. I'm not going to say it's going to happen or it should happen. Just to illustrate. Under the terms of this indictment, Jack Smith, the prosecutor, could be indicted. Let me explain why. The core of the indictment is that Donald Trump lied to the public, that he lied. He just lied. But Jack Smith lied. In his indictment, he outlines the speech that Donald Trump made on January 6th. It's a very important part of the indictment. But he deliberately, willfully, and with malice, leaves out the key words He doctors the speech. He leaves out the fact that Donald Trump said, I want you to protest peacefully and patriotically, peacefully and patriotically. Those are the two words that bring him within the First Amendment. Now, you can argue about that. What you cannot argue about is that a decent prosecutor, an honest lawyer, doesn't leave those words out of the indictment. And that's what Jack Smith did. He left those words out of the indictment. A lie by omission under the law can be just as serious as a lie by commission. So under the theory, the absurd theory that lying is now criminalized, Jack Smith could be turned into a criminal. Let me give you another example. One of the indictments is the post-Civil War Ku Klux Klan statute that says if two or more persons conspire... To injure or threaten, threaten, threaten the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured under the Constitution, they can be convicted. So let's take the following scenario. Let's assume that the Court of Appeals or the Supreme Court agrees with me and many, many other lawyers and says that everything Trump did not said is protected by the First Amendment. Hasn't? Jack Smith then committed the crime of threatening the free exercise or enjoyment of any right or privilege secured under the Constitution, the free speech right, by indicting Donald Trump.
1: This stuff is typical of how the deranged, in Trump's words, federal prosecutor Jack Smith operates, lies and manipulation. But then what else is new? Here's audio from a short video I came across yesterday while reviewing, I think it's the August 1 episode of the Alex Jones show on InfoWars.com. This video will be posted, actually has been posted, I believe, on our web pages here um, under the video section of the Jim Benson Show pages here at BBSradio.com. The video is titled, Quote, If I Was the Deep State, unquote. And for me, pretty well um, sums up what we're seeing happening in our country today. I highly recommend you watch the video later. Please play soundbite five.
0: If I was the deep state and I wanted to destroy America, I would rig the election with a puppet candidate. One that was so compromised that they would never say a word about it. I would create a false flag that allows for mail-in ballots. I would be in charge of the ballot counting machines. I would create a false flag to blame all who question the results of the election. If I was the deep state, I would prosecute anyone that went against me. I would sue and prosecute anyone that spoke up about the fraudulent election. I would use my powers to shut down all your internet businesses and bankrupt you. If I was the deep state, I would make everyone an example why you should never question a Democrat ever winning an election. I would imprison my foes. I would use my corrupt DAs and blackmailed judges to destroy you. I would make sure all crimes I ever committed never happened. I would prosecute my biggest competition. I would make sure they could never run for office ever again. If I was the deep state, I would convince everyone that Ukraine Nazis were good and women are men. If I was the deep state, I would own every politician that mattered. If I was the deep state, I would push my pedophilia ambitions on you. If I was the deep state, You'd question your sexual identity, but not the medical establishment. If I was the deep state, you would fear to ever resist me. If I was the deep state, you would wish I was really the devil. If I was the deep state, I would say mission accomplished.
1: Commentary about our wonderful friends of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP, whom so many of our supposed elites on Wall Street and elsewhere among our business and societal elites with all their money invested and getting wonderful kickbacks from the rigged Chinese communist-controlled economy there in China, the these people are so eager to turn us over to the CCP. It's an article from the com titled, quote, CCP seeks world where everyone else loses, close quote. Play Soundbite
6: 6, please. CCP seeks world where everyone else loses, former White House official. China's communist regime seeks to dominate critical technological sectors in order to upend the global order and undermine the democratic way of life, according to a former White House official. The Chinese Communist Party, which rules China as a single-party state, is leveraging economic policies to foster a liberalism on a global scale. According to former National Security Advisor Robert O'Brien, they are relentless in trying to change the way that we live our lives, Mr. O'Brien said during an August 2nd talk at the Hudson Institute, a conservative think tank. They're trying to change the liberty, to change the way we live, and to change the way the world is organized. And that's dangerous. Mr. O'Brien said that the CCP regime was operating across every region of the world seeking to uproot the influence of democratic nations and establish diplomatic and economic means of coercing smaller countries. CCP WANTS WIN-LOSE COMPETITION Despite the regime's much-touted claims to the contrary, Mr. O'Brien said that the CCP fundamentally seeks a win-lose competition in which its communist authoritarianism is exported worldwide by destroying liberal market economies. They talk about win-win, but in reality, it's win-lose. China wins, and everyone else loses, Mr. O'Brien said. In Xi Jinping's eyes, the only way China can win is if everyone else loses. To that end, Mr. O'Brien said that the United States would need to continue fostering innovation and cooperation at home and with its allies. Leveraging its global partnerships while the CCP's predatory policies slowly undermined international faith in China. One of America's greatest advantages is that we have real allies, and when you look at it, China doesn't have real allies, Mr. O'Brien said. They buy allies, they rent allies, but they don't have real allies. We have allies in America. We have allies that are like minded and share our values and share our beliefs in liberty. The rule of law, and open markets. The United States' continued fostering of innovation and creativity, Mr. O'Brien said, would be vital to ensuring that the West, a term Mr. O'Brien uses to refer to all democratic nations, emerges victorious over the CCP.
1: Something that's been bothering me lately is the fact that the current USA CIA director, William Burns, made a secret trip to Beijing in May, Though the CIA does not officially comment on such things, it's been reported that the trip was ostensibly to try and patch up recent tensions between Washington and Beijing. Since when does a nation's spy chief make visits, secret or otherwise, to the capital of a foreign adversary? This, along with the other seemingly frantic Beijing visits and attempts by other U.S. officials, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, U.S. Climate Change Czar John Kerry, and Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen of late would appear to be yet another attempt by the U.S. establishment to curry favor with their communist associates. Why? I'd say it's the ho- in the hopes that in the hopes of ensuring that the CCP helps the deep state rig and throw another election. If it's true, as General McKinney and others have stated, that they have access to a super-secret CIA-developed computer program for doing this, and also to keep milking and kicking back to our government, business, and financial elites as much money as is possible from the rigged, CCP-controlled Chinese economy. How the deep state's masters in the CCP must be laughing at us here in the West as we plunge ourselves diligently into our self-destruction banning gas appliances, cutting off supplies of natural gas and petroleum, promoting purchase of electrical vehicles, which immensely benefits the CCP, and acquiescing to the bizarre transformation of our, our children's sexuality into a seemingly transgender-dominated society. While this stuff is the agenda of the Communist Party USA and is no doubt wanted by the CCP in China, Where none of it is allowed, it's obvious to me that the CCP wants this for America because it will further create chaos and weaken our country, making us much easier to influence, control, and eventually take over. The CCP, as I understand it, is still building coal powered plants, coal powered uh, energy plants and importing huge amounts of natural gas and oil, including from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve, thanks to the CCP's faithful servant, Joe Biden. Trevor Loudon, the anti-communist researcher and video maker, has said, if I understand him correctly, that the World Economic Forum, where all the Western elites go and worship communist China and talk about totalitarian world government every year at Davos, Switzerland, that the WEF is a front organization for communist China. He's right. Did you see the WEF video they put out on their website a while back with predictions for 2030 about how you're going to own nothing, quote, unquote, and yet, quote, be happy, unquote? We're going to have stakeholder capitalism, they call it, where the CCP and monopoly capitalists, worshiping them there at the WEF forums annually in Davos, own and run the world. And the rest of us are going to be happy slaves. Grateful to give up all our possessions and wealth so it can be shared with the world's poor for, what's that CC term? Common prosperity. And you have the WES nutcase founder and leader, Klaus Schwab, who says you need microchips implanted, implanted in your brain to keep you functioning correctly and be monitored by your masters in world government. Oh, and uh, Communist China, what a wonderful place. You know, the they're always telling us that Communist China is going to be the model for the future world government. Not to mention the mass murder, slavery, and terror there that's gone on for all these decades, as it has in every other commun- totalitarian communist regime. <clears throat> Have you seen the horrendous typhoon-related flooding damage in and around Beijing and other parts of China lately, just as an example of how that government operates? It's been reported, because in this country we still have some free speech by people of Chinese ancestry who monitor these things in China, that communist government officials, wishing to protect CCP assets like Beijing and the International Airport near it, suddenly released floodwaters from rising water levels in many dammed-up rivers there during the recent typhoon. These rushing waters then suddenly came crashing down on homes and other infrastructure downstream, And these worst-hit areas have simply been sacrificed by the CCP to lessen flooding in their favored areas. I saw on the Mornings with Maria show on Fox recently that host Maria Bartiromo reported that Joe Biden had signed off on a memorandum of understanding some years ago as vice president, allowing Chinese, that is, CCP-controlled firms to trade on U.S. stock exchanges without having to submit, like all other firms, to U.S. auditing for financial soundness. This was ostensibly due to the CCP's claim that it's not being audited. It's, it's not being audited. is a matter of their national security. In reality, it allows them to cook their books, I say, in their rigged supposed economic miracle economy and show more growth than is in reality the case. This, in turn, allows the CCP's elites and their friends on Wall Street to reap huge profits off skyrocketing skyrocketing stock prices for these companies although of late their companies have been losing money on their stock prices as i understand it reality is coming crashing down on the rigged chinese economy now if this is true about what biden is signing off on this memorandum here is yet another big favor old china joe has done for his masters of the ccp the ccp which has lined biden's family members pockets with an undisputed tens of billions of dollars in cash over the years. Biden is clearly unfit to be president of the U.S., but the deep state establishment, which the evidence shows installed him in the White House, has every intention of keeping him or somebody else they decide to install in Biden's place, if necessary, in office so he or she can continue to serve the deep state's interests and prevent investigation and possible prosecution Of those responsible. As I've said, Donald Trump and those who've supported him in challenging the outcome of the 2020 election are now being persecuted and prosecuted in one form or another to destroy them and enable the deep state to reign supreme. That's in large part to our corrupt, compromised, intimidated judiciary, I say. Terrifying and dismaying as it is, it appears we are never going to be able to truly investigate and reveal the truth about the 2020 and after elections. If that election was so free and fair as the deep states operatives keep insisting, then why the big secrecy? What would have been the harm in allowing true forensic election audits of electronic voting equipment and ballots? You know the answer. Unless we take decisive action to correct the unconstitutional acts that prevailed in 2020 and since, regarding our elections, America as we know it, is dead. And again, as I've said numerous times before, I am in no way calling for any kind of violence here. That's what the Deep State Communist Alliance wants you to engage in, so they can use it to propagandize against you and continue to further deceive the public about their true intentions. Just look at, for example, the January 6, 2021 protest and riot at the U.S. Capitol, where there were reportedly many communist anti-agitators and even undercover government operatives dressed in pro-Trump clothing, leading that disturbance. But the Constitution does say the state legislatures decide the manner of holding elections, not the governors or counties or cities. That's why, as I see it, it's imperative That to prevent a repeat of in 2024 of what's been happening with our elections, these state legislatures, if in fact they are still controlled by real Republicans, must move in and with law enforcement and elections personnel truly loyal to them, take over the corrupt vote processing and counting centers like in Phoenix, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Atlanta, and anywhere else appropriate, and ensure that our elections are held in accordance with federal and state law. This, I believe, would include the arrested detention of those criminals serving the deep state and trying to interfere with truly lawful elections operations. These are my thoughts on the matter. Anyway, what do you think? That's a wrap for another show. As always, I hope you found today's content of interest and value. You can listen to a podcast of the show when it's posted shortly on The Jim Benson Show pages here at bbsradio.com. Look for us again two weeks from today in the same time slot with another live show. And have a great rest of your day and evening.